T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Dave Briggs, home of Connecticut. Ross Tucker on the road in West Virginia. It's still not getting any better. Ross is there, and Sal Capaccio joins us now to talk about the biggest game in Buffalo in years. We are all excited for this one. Sal, are you with us? You guys He's not there yet, Dave. Oh, there he is. There hey, Sal. he is. All right, guys. Sal Capaccio is with us. So WGR in Buffalo to talk about the battle of undefeateds, and not many saw that coming, at least from the Buffalo end of this. Happy Friday to you, sir. Tell us. Give us just a little perspective on how big this game is for the city of Buffalo. Uh, well, look, everybody, you know how much this city loves football. We love to tailgate here in Buffalo. It's a big thing. Uh, but when you have the Patriots coming to town, it just amplifies it. And now you put the Patriots at 3-0. You put the Bills 3-0. This is one of the biggest games uh, in this city in a very, very long time. And I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people out there who say, well, come on, it's just early season. We haven't been in this situation very often, guys, and this is the hated evil empire, New England Patriots, who have absolutely dominated the Bills for 20 years. So that's why this is a really big game here. Sal, what's up, man? Ross Tucker, always good to see you. Let, let's dive you too, into buddy. Yeah, let's dive into this Bills team. Would you say that this they're about what you expected, or are they better than you thought they'd be so far through three games? Um, I think at 3-0, and I was expecting to come out, Ross, of the first three games at 2-1, and maybe a loss to the Jets, maybe a loss to the Giants. I figured they'd probably take care of business with the Bengals at home. Um, but the defense is as good as I expected so far through three games. This is a defense that was number two overall in the NFL last year. And, Ross, you know how tough it is to stay consistent and have so many guys returning. Well, guess what? They had 11 of 12 starters return, counting the nickel cornerback. The only one they didn't was Kyle Williams. And, oh, by the way, they only replaced him with Ed Oliver, right? Um, so the defense is as good as expected to this point. I think the offense is better than what a lot of people expected. They definitely upgraded the offensive line. They definitely upgraded around Josh Allen. But even Josh Allen has been better now. They're not the greatest show on turf 1990s Rams. They're not the Kansas City Chiefs of 2019. But they're certainly trending in the right direction, improving and getting towards the middle of the pack. And with that kind of defense and an offense in the middle of the pack, that's the good recipe that the Bills need to try and make the playoffs. Talk with Sal Capaccio. Follow him at Sal Sports. Joining us from WGR in Buffalo. Of course, this is different. Middle of the pack offense, that is not one thing you want to face when Bill Belichick's on the opposing sideline. Known for about three things. Grumpy answers to the media, awful predictable hoodies, and taking away one thing from an opposing team, that one thing that they can't live without, seems to reason they would take away Josh Allen. And this game, to me on paper, I guess I'm in the minority, could get ugly. What can they do if Bill Belichick can take away Josh Allen? Well, I'll take it a step further. What he's going to try to do is take away Josh Allen's athleticism and his ability to create, and his ability to get out of the pocket, and his ability to run the football. Here's a good stat for you guys. When Josh Allen returned from injury last year, he played, I believe it was five games. 
In every single one of those games, he had at least nine rushing attempts except for one, and that was at New England, and he only had five rushing attempts. They kept him in the pocket. So I think Bill Belichick is going to do exactly what you said, which is take away the Bills' best asset. The best asset for the Bills is Josh Allen's ability with his legs to create out of the pocket, to get yards with his legs. He's going to try and keep him in the pocket. He's going to make him, quote-unquote, be a quarterback to try and beat him. But look it. The Jets did the same thing. They said this. Going into the game in week one, the Jets said, we just need to make Josh Allen be a quarterback. And he beat him. He beat him from the pocket. They had a couple turnovers, and that hurt him. But Josh was up to that task. So I think it's a super interesting situation for Josh and a challenge here where he has been good from the pocket so far, I think, this year. Not great. Pretty good. And I think if Bill Belichick wants to do that, Josh Allen has an opportunity. Sal, are you and the people in Buffalo, are you guys totally sold on Josh Allen? Like, he's going to be the quarterback for the Bills for the next 10 years. He's the guy. Or is there still some hesitation you need to see more? There's definitely hesitation, I think, by a lot of people. Even those who really believe in him a lot want to see a little bit more, Ross. But I think there's been a lot of converts over the last three weeks with how he's played the things we hear about him from his teammates coming out of the locker room, the leadership ability. Look, I mean, he's had two comeback wins already in three games. He's had, I think, four comebacks in his career so far, in his young career, through only 14 starts to win. The way he's played when the chips are down, the leadership ability that he shows, and you know, Ross, from being here, we love toughness. We love competitiveness here in Buffalo, and Josh exudes all of that. So I think the fans have warmed up now. I don't know if he's truly the pocket passer that can sustain in the NFL in 2019 for a decade, but I certainly think he's progressing that way. And he's already gone from less than 60% completions that through three games, he's up to 64% on a consistent basis. That's not great, but that's a really good sign. And that's the big thing I think people wanted to see from him. He makes plays on a weekly basis that you go, wow, I can't believe he did that. But he also makes plays where you go, Wow, I can't believe he did that, right? And I think that's what he has to cut out for people to really believe in him more. Yes, the, the word, like, I don't get to see him as much as you. But when I watch him, the word that always comes to mind is erratic. I feel like there is not a real consistent thread with Josh Allen, which is what you need as a quarterback. Is he erratic in his performance to you? Um, I would say he's not erratic so much where he's, he makes critical mistakes at critical times because he's trying so hard to make a play. To me, erratic would be more, you get a lot more of the ups and downs. I think there's been a lot more ups, but then all of a sudden you have a huge down at a certain moment when you think, wow, why did you do something like that? So I don't think it's erratic. And here's the thing. There's been a lot of talk about this this week, guys. Um, Josh is so super competitive, and it's that competitiveness and that fire and what he's able to do athletically that allows him to make plays that keeps his team in games. But unfortunately, it's that same competitiveness, it's that same athleticism, it's that same I-can-do-this type of attitude that gets him in trouble. And I'll compare it to Brett Favre. I'm not saying Josh Allen's going to have Brett Favre's career, of course, but Brett Favre, you never got that out of him. It was just in his DNA. Even late in his career, Hall of Fame career, he's throwing balls across his body trying to make a play stupidly when you know he shouldn't. Josh still is doing stuff like that. And every time you talk to him, he says, I know I can't do it. I know I can't do it. But if you take away that, then are you also taking away the big plays he does make when he does things like that? And that's a really tough balance. So I wouldn't say it's erratic, but I definitely think that he's got to cut out the hero ball plays. But I don't know how you do that if you also want the hero ball plays that are positive. 
Sal, I'm curious about the fans. Uh, I want to know when, I mean, the Bills have always had great fans. I was saying yesterday, I wish that I had gone on Fridays when all those RVs are there after practice. I wish I had just knocked on some RVs and tailgated with those people on Friday afternoons, had some beers. When did the going through tables thing start? When did Bill's Mafia start? When did all this stuff start? It's a great question, Ross. And I think um, there are two separate things that people need to know. Um, Bill's Mafia actually started as something totally different. And I'll tell you, there were a couple of people, uh, Del Reed of 26 Shirts, who was, who, who's been in the news for the Andy Dalton charity thing that happened after the playoff game and other really great causes here in Buffalo, him and another guy named Brayon, um, they were basically the guys who started Bill's Mafia. And what happened was when it was, uh, who, I think it was Kavika Mitchell was the uh, free agent the Bills had a few years ago. And he comes out and he says one time to the fans, what's up, Bill's Mafia? And people said, wow, what's that all about? And it kind of became a thing. But the Bill's Mafia logo and the tag came from really good charitable work, actually. It was, a, it was a charitable thing where he said, this is us. This is the Bills Mafia. This is who we're about. We're about helping people, and we're about charity, and they help out, like, sick children and things like that. Well, that kind of then morphed into things that they didn't want, which is people that were going to games because the team was so bad for so long doing things at games that they weren't going to there for a football game. They were going there for a party. And then suddenly the social media emergence over the last 10, 15 years People said, how can I get on social media? Oh, wow, that guy went through a table. That's cool. I'm going to do it. That guy ran into a bus after spinning around. Wow, I'm going to do something to trump the next guy. Well, those things started merging. And unfortunately, those second things became Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia was never meant to be any of that stuff. It was a bunch of people who were doing really great work in Buffalo for charitable causes and things like that. And now it's considered, and there's no way, it's a runaway train now. Now it's considered Bill's Mafia. Look at these guys and all the dumb things they're doing in the tailgate in the parking lot. And Sal, as you know, one of those dumb things now includes throwing dildos on the football field. Patriots are a seven-point favorite, but you can also bet on the likelihood of a dildo being thrown on the football field. And the odds right now say, yes, it will. Where on earth? Did that tradition come from? So it was 2016. I was standing in the corner of the end zone where it happened. It flew right over my shoulder for the first time. And it was Halloween weekend. And there was a ho apparently there was a Halloween party, the way the kid described it. And him and his girlfriend um, had this particular thing with them uh, as part of their getup and their costume. And he woke up the next morning after partying and said, I'm going to take it to the game and I'm going to make it Tom Brady's and he wrote on it Brady's dildo and they wound up throwing it on the field. And fortunately I will say security found out who it was. That person is no longer allowed at any bills game going forward. But I think because of that, there's been some copycats along the way. It was a pretty interesting day, but that's pretty much what happened. It was a Halloween costume and a kid said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it Tom Brady's and I'm going to make news. What would you say, Sal, are the odds that someone throws a dildo on the field on Sunday in Buffalo? Uh, hopefully really, really low, Ross. I Look, I am the team's radio network sideline reporter. I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to see that. I hope we don't have that in the news. It's not a good look for Bills fans. I know it's funny to a lot of people out there. I'm not into all that stuff. 
I hope it doesn't happen, but you know, there are knuckleheads that come into the stadium and they do stupid things and dumb things. So hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully it's more about a celebration of a really good football game and maybe even a Bills win if they can somehow find a way to do that than people talking about table jumping and fire and tailgates and parking lots and dildos. That's what we don't want to see in Buffalo. You know what we're about in Buffalo now? I think ever since Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, you know you've gotten to know them, Ross. Ever since they came here, they're about football, and they're about building a winning organization and a winning culture and all that other stuff. Let's leave that aside. Let's start winning football games and have people talk about us for the right reasons here in Buffalo, and that's what I hope. I hope you are right because the fan base there is outstanding. Let's leave that stuff in the bedroom or wherever, but thank you for explaining it. I mean, that was a terrific history lesson. One last question for you, sir. You've had some interesting jobs, teacher, bartender, which really piqued my interest. So what is your, what is your signature drink and how do you feel about the Bloody Mary? I am a big Bloody Mary fan. Actually. I like Bloody Marys. In fact, I lived in Florida for 16 years and while I was down there, I, I became an avid golfer. It's a little tougher in Buffalo to golf all the time, obviously, but I try every Tuesday because it's player's day off, so it's my day off, right? But I will say, when I go to some sort of scramble, give me a good Bloody Mary in the morning, and I'm ready to play golf. So absolutely, Bloody Mary. I've been known to drink a Bloody Mary even at night going out, so uh, we'll see. But I'm really more of a, a red wine kind of guy. I'm Italian. You know, um, a, a good Malbec would be nice. Um, I'm not huh. much of a beer drinker myself. But uh, I like a little red wine and a um, something nice and spicy like a Bloody Mary. You're a bartender, not a sommelier, dude. I mean, you got to mix up something for me. But I agree with you. The Bloody Mary has unfortunately been typecast. It's something you can only drink at night. I like it. I mean, in the morning. I like it at night, in the middle of yep. the afternoon, 3, 4 o'clock. Let's not just limit the Bloody Mary to the morning. Sal Capaccio, no, right. good to see you. Good luck All right, this guys, weekend. thank you very much for having me. Stay away from those toys, okay? Good luck this weekend. All right, it should be an interesting situation. Sal Capaccio from WGR in Buffalo. We'll come back and talk about Samuel L. Jackson coming to your Alexa in just a minute. But first, hiring can be a challenge. As Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered, Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company, and she knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with their team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks' time. Results like that, no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is so effective for businesses of all sizes. You can try it for free, free right now. Write it down. Send yourself a little voice text, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. I have an Alexa here. Uh, back behind me. And one of the great things about Alexa is you can just say, Alexa, play home and home. That's how we recommend you do it. And one of the cool things coming to Alexa soon is the voice, Ross Tucker, of Samuel L. Jackson. And it's 99 cents. And the best part about it is there are two options. 
And this is why you parents need to look out for your kids. Those two options include a clean version or an explicit pulp fiction type of Samuel L. Jackson, giving you the weather, giving you answers to questions, giving you scores or updates, explicit, F-bomb-laden Samuel L. Jackson coming to your Alexa. How cool is that guy? Is there any other celebrity, actor, athlete that you'd like to hear on your Alexa? You know what's funny, Dave, is uh, my wife for a while on her ways. We were out some night, and one of my buddies took my wife's ways and, and uh, changed the ways voice to boy band. And it was hilarious. We would drive. Boy band. Like, yeah, and it would be like, police reported ahead. Like, <laughs> it was. It was really funny. It was really good. There's all kinds of different voices for uh, ways. I didn't know that about Alexa. I don't like that for Alexa because my daughters are really into Alexa. They, they come into our room and they say, Alexa, play Taylor Swift. I didn't even know they could do this. Last night or two nights ago, they laid down and Helen said, the younger one said, Alexa, Tell, tell us a story. And they both laid down in our bed, and Alexa just starts telling a story. And I had no idea Alexa could do that. You can just say, Alexa, tell us a story, what? and Alexa starts telling a story. So I said, you Alexa, no. I said, Alexa, turn off. We're going to bed. Turn <laughs> off. So I had to take them up to bed. But I get very nervous about if somehow they could get Samuel L. Jackson and the F-bombs and stuff. I, I mean, it would be hilarious but not if you have little kids. Yeah, and your kids could change it, but you, you just blew my mind there with the, have you not, I, I wanna hear what the story is now. What, what? I mean, does it's like a bedtime story? I don't know, next time uh, I, only, I only listened to like the first two sentences, it was way past their bedtime, so I shut her up. But next time maybe, uh, next time maybe we will try that. I, Evidently, they've listened to a story from Alexa before, and they were both very excited to listen to another one. Yeah, I'm going to do that when we're done here. A lot of people don't actually see me on television, and they're, I'll see them at a baseball game, and they'll say, hey, the kids woke up the other day at 6 a.m., and they asked Alexa for the news, and it was, unfortunately, they had to hear my voice at like 6 in the morning giving them the news because we do a CNN news update on Alexa. But apparently, Waze has Shaq, Sesame Street characters, and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman would be high among those voices you'd like to hear on your Alexa or on your ways. Um, I think the other one would be James Earl Jones. Or would that just be too much? Would it be too overwhelming, as dignified as Mufasa and as powerful as he is? Would it be too much? Make a right at the next light. Like yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Too much. I, I'm not very good, James Earl Jones. I'm trying to picture it right now. Um, people will. Well, mine's come. like, yeah, I only do uh, Luke. I am your father, but it's more like to me, it's more uh, Muf um, Simba. Remember who you are. I don't, I don't know if that, if that worked. That was about as good as that my was uncle good. Rico that was head. good. That was good. Simba. I love Lion King. I love the Lion King, by the way. Love it's it's one of my one of my top probably top five movies of all time. I'm glad you I thought you might eviscerate me for that. 
No, which which version though? Oh, only the original Disney animated version. That's what we're talking about. See, right? I like I like the actual I like the play. I like when they come in and they they come in like as animals and they're like yep. like I don't know how they do that. You know what I mean? Like that is very impressive. Yeah, for those of you that haven't seen the play, the animals actually march down the aisles next to you, and they, they have all the animals up there on the stage. It is remarkable. But the original Disney animated classic, I just can't wait to be king. That's my favorite, man. That's my, I, You know, if I had a dream, Ross, I want to be like in that play or in that movie, and I, I think I can nail it. Do you think I could I could get it? No, although that was a pretty uh, good effort. I do think you can uh, get your Bloody Mary, though, now, because the show's over, dude. It's all of time. Enjoy the weekend of college Gross. football and Gross. NFL. We'll be back on a hashtag dildo Monday. Apologies, parents. Enjoy the weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.